Hello, everyone, and welcome to the next AIM HR Solutions podcast. We hope you've been finding them helpful with staying up to date on relevant human resources topics. My name is Mary McNally, and I am one of the directors at AIM HR Solutions. I'll be co-hosting today's podcast with my colleague and AIM HR Solutions employment attorney, Tom Jones. Hello, Tom. Hi, Mary. How are you? Good. How are you? Well, thanks. Good. So for today's topic, we'll be discussing HR record-keeping tips. So, Tom, I know there's a very broad topic, that, um, but could you give us at least an overview of the top record retention laws employers need to be aware of? Sure. Happy to do it, Mary. Most aspects of human resources have a record-keeping requirement component. Sometimes these requirements are governed by federal law, other times by state law. It's important to note that these are minimum requirements. Anytime an employer's records are subject to litigation, they obviously must be retained for the duration of the lawsuit. To highlight how important that is, uh, some of you may recall about 10, 12 years ago, the Lilly Ledbetter Fair Pay Act of 2009, which amended the Federal Equal Pay Act of 1963, states that if an employee files a claim against an employer for a discriminatory pay practice, then any pay-related information for the time period in question is subject to review, regardless of how far back it goes. So this could obviously be years. Therefore, it may be necessary to retain records for a longer period of time depending upon what your company's risk exposure is to any type of employment litigation. Some key federal laws with record keeping requirements that employers need to be familiar with are Age Discrimination and Employment Act, ADEA. This one says application related information at least one year after the application filing or the hire no hire decision, whichever is later. If hired, information must be retained in existing employment records for one year from the date of termination from employment. The payroll-related records, in this case, have to be kept for at least three years from the year after termination. Older Workers Benefit Protection Act, payroll employment data at least three years from termination date. Americans with Disabilities Act, ADA, similar to ADEA, application-related information at least one year after application filing or the hire or no hire decision, whichever is later. If the person is actually hired, information obviously must be retained for at least one year from the date of the termination. Accommodations, at least one year from the rec making of the record or taking the personnel decision. Because don't remember, Americans, don't forget Americans with Disabilities Act, they require employers to make accommodations to a particular person's disability. Immigration Reform and Control Act. This one is the I-9, must be retained for either three years after the employee's date of hire or one year after the date of termination, whichever is later. It's important always to remember, too, for any employee hired after 1986, you should have an I-9 for that person as long as they're an active employee. The Fair Labor Standards Act, payroll-related rec records at least three years from the date of termination of employment. And finally, on the federal side, Equal Pay Act. The employment data included wage rates, job evaluations, seniority, merit systems, collective bargaining agreements, that explain the basis for paying different wages to employees of opposite sex in the same establishment, at least two years. But as we noted at the very outset, the Lilly Ledbetter law from 2009 amends that so that the claim may go back even more than two years. Companies need to sit down and think about potential exposure they may have, speak with their outside counsel or call the hotline to talk through some of these issues. On the state side, Massachusetts has its own set of record-keeping requirements pertaining to discrimination, personnel, wage and hour, workers' comp, child labor, domestic violence, victim leave, earned sick time. Some of the key requirements you're gonna find in Massachusetts include the Massachusetts Wage Act, 
Chapter 151, the so-called minimum wage law. This one covers payroll records, which would include the worker's name, address, job occupation, amount paid each pay period and hours worked for a day and week. That has to be retained at least three years from termination of employment. Personnel records, after an employer of 20 or more employees shall retain the complete personnel record of an employee for at least three years after the termination of employment. So obviously, if there's any pending litigation involving a personnel file, the record has to be kept again for the litigation. Material, safety, material data safety sheets are covered under you know, toxic hazardous substances in the workplace. Those sheets must be retained at least 30 years. Child labor records, work permits for children under the age of 18 in the workplace must be retained for the duration of the minor's employment and returned upon termination so the minor can then, if necessary, return it to the school district or the awarding authority that gave him or her permission to work. Bear in mind, the more generous record retention period will always be a crucial part of any litigation. Therefore, it is wise to select a requirement with the longest record retention period possible to make sure that you're not inadvertently destroying things that may come back to haunt you and still be subject to litigation. Mary, can you provide us with some of the key federal laws, record keeping requirements regarding benefits? Sure, I'd be happy to, Tom. So for benefit record keeping requirements, there are three main federal laws. So one is called the Employment Retirement Income Security Act. And under that act, the record keeping requirements are very expansive and include the retention of benefit plan documentation, filings, and benefit participation data. So for example, participant enrollment and election data and summary plan documents and descriptions should really be kept as long as the possibility exists that they may be relevant to a determination of benefit entitlement. So, you know, there's no specific time frame, but you want to keep them for as long as it would affect somebody's eligibility for benefits. And then documentation such as regulatory filings like Form 5500s, also non-discrimination testings, plan accounting records, those should all be kept for at least six years. So another law that we're all familiar with is the Medical Family Medical and Leave Act. And that documentation, so such as notices, medical information, anything pertaining to the employee's leave must be kept for at least three years. Um, it's also worth noting um, that the new Families First Coronavirus Response Act, the FFCRA, does require employers to keep those records for at least four years. And lastly, I think it's important to mention the Occupational Health and Safety Act, so OSHA, because I know most human resources departments tend to administer workers' compensation claims. So under OSHA, all records pertaining to employee work-related illnesses or injuries must be kept for at least five years. So Tom, given that many employers have moved or plan to move their paper files to electronic records, are there any specific regulations pertaining to electronic document retention? Thanks, Mary. The only law that contains specific requirements when it comes to electronic record keeping is the ERISA law you referred to in the beginning about benefits. Basically, under ERISA, electronic record keeping systems must have reasonable controls to ensure the integrity, accuracy, authenticity, and reliability of the records kept in electronic form. In addition, the records must be easily retrievable and converted into a legible paper format. ERISA also states that once paper files are converted to electronic files, the paper files must be destroyed. 
Well, Tom, there's, there's a great deal of information to absorb when it comes to human resources record keeping. So thank you very much for highlighting some of the key requirements. Thanks to everyone for listening. We hope this podcast has gotten you all thinking about whether or not you need to review your own record keeping policies and practices. And then for anyone who's interested in having AIM HR Solutions perform a compliance audit for your organization, please visit aimhrsolutions.com forward slash HR hyphen services forward slash compliance forward slash HR hyphen audits. Have a great day. Bye. This podcast was brought to you by AIMHR Solutions. From talent management, training, and compliance to compensation analysis and on-site services, AIMHR Solutions is committed to meeting you where you are. For more information, visit our website at www.aimhrsolutions.com or give us a call at 617-488-8321.